Bugmas Podcast, episode 19. My name is Tim Mitchell and I am in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm joined once again by Jaime Lopez in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? And we're also joined by Jonathan Kuline over there in Mr. and Mrs. Saga. Hello. Alrighty. So here we are, 19 episodes in. So we always start off our show with a fact check. Jonathan, you only have one item on here. One item. We did a nice clean episode last time. That's good to see. Uh, mm-hmm. Only one thing, 2504, uh, we were discussing what were the last couple of Tomb Raider games that uh, mm-hmm. inspired the new film. So Tomb Raider 2013 and Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was 2015 for Xbox and 2016 for four. Right. So the Tomb Raider, it was just called Tomb Raider, the 2013 one, the reboot? The reboot, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that's the one that won all the awards. Anyway, I was telling Jonathan, we were watching the preview of the new movie with Elizabeth Kender, that a um, couple of the scenes, like the whole beginning of the story with her in a boat going somewhere and, and the boat crashing and you see her jumping off the boat at the end. That's how the game begins, right? So so what you see in the trailer on, uh, is pretty much mostly what you see in in the in the game but um the the rise of the tomb raider is more like a little little less less of a story i, I guess it's kind of episodic you know like it's a big long you know world it's re- it's really cool reboot like it's just big giant world you have to sort of navigate through right so um so we have some follow-up from last week's show um my first thing on my follow-up is i watched the episode of the first episode of the latest season of x x files and i i you know it was brutal i don't know if you watched any of it jonathan but um i someday look forward to watching my first episode of x-files but alas it was not this week. really yeah oh wow okay well i can tell you that if, if you're if you're a fan of the show and you're not disappointed by the first episode like it was it was painful to watch like it was just uh dreadful i couldn't believe it so that's all i'm gonna say about it i don't want to spoil it for people well i want to i don't want to ruin the displeasure that you'll have watching that show so all right well i've got like 11 other seasons to get through first but i'll, I'll sure. look forward to that so you've never watched x-files at all like at all the, when when it first came oh back in the day when yeah. it first came on back in the 90s uh i was in my uh i guess teens Mm -hmm. um and it was a friday night show and friday night was not necessarily a night where i was around for it much so and that was you know back then believe it or not you had to set a vcr if you wanted to tape stuff so i never really got into it and by the time it sort of became a thing was a couple seasons in and there wasn't really that sort of easy to catch up on on on-demand kind of world so i always felt out of the loop and then of course they started putting out the season set I was like, well, eventually I'll sit down, but it's daunting to look at 10 seasons of a show at, especially because it wasn't like they were doing like the, you know, 10 episode seasons. These were like 22 episode seasons. To know that you have an hour long show that you have to watch 220 of them to catch up is daunting. So it just, I I know it's good. I've heard great things about it. I have friends who are, you know, avid viewers and uh, I I know that it's part of the zeitgeist, but it just, uh, it has always felt very distant for me. So I haven't dipped my toe into that one. And it's on my, when I retire and have fun of time to sit around and watch uh yeah i'll be looking series. through rolling stones then yeah yeah, yeah. i know how you feel um yeah i mean it's not i mean there are there's some sort of threads that run through there are some plots that run through um like in a sort of serialized fashion i don't necessarily think it's a show that you have to watch from beginning to end you can just i mean i started watching in the middle of a season um and i i probably don't think i missed many but yeah but there i missed a few i don't, I don't think you you really lose a lot by missing that stuff right so yeah i mean i, I got that there was sort of a, a larger thread that sort of weaved through it about yeah. you know aliens and smoking guys and again yeah, I, it was, this cancer man was he was a canadian actor by the way yeah it was it was, it was just sort of, it was so much part of the zeitgeist it's funny I, I haven't really watched i think i might have watched one episode now that i think of it i think i remember watching one you know mm-hmm. one day but uh i i feel like uh it was so you didn't go to the movies with us when the x-files came out no, I, I feel like it was just oh. so much part of the zeitgeist hmm. that i i know a lot about the show with never having watched it like it's just so right it's yeah. out there yeah. right 
right? Like it's, you know, like it was, yeah. it was pre social media. It was still yeah. very connected to the rise of the internet. And sure. I'm sure the Simpsons had played it up and, you know, yeah, it's, it's just here. been part of pop culture for so long, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. all the catchphrases, the characters, the, you know, the I want to believe. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. But, anyway. All right. Um, thanks to Amazon. Oh, yeah. So this is an interesting post I got here from, uh, from Gizmodo. There's a post here about, uh, thanks to Amazon, it's now slightly less no- annoying to watch uh, Star Trek Discovery. So Amazon Prime is now going to be allowing you to watch um, the content from CBS All Access. However, you still have to pay, I think it's $9. Is that right? How many you pay? Nine bucks for um, for the uh, pleasure of watching um, CBS All Access? I'm actually on the six or five ninety nine plan, oh, okay, which yeah. has uh, commercial advertisements within it. Oh, okay, it yeah, yeah. It looks so like this one choose, only includes yeah. the advertising free version, so it's the more expensive one that you would get. Oh, is it? Okay, through yeah, Amazon. Yeah. But channels. it's not like, you, but it's not like you get it through. Like it's not like you have, you have to have. You don't have to have another another service, I guess. But you still have to have you have to pay the extra money for it, or, or somehow I'm not it, sure how it works. I think the uh, makes it. What does the article say? It makes it slightly less annoying. Is that you wouldn't have to have another channel, um, like on your Roku or Apple TV, okay, whatever yeah, you're streaming. Yeah. Like you still have to True. pay for it, of course. Um, yeah. But rather than having sort of a bespoke channel, you could have it go through Amazon's interface. And I know that so it's kind of an in-app purchase kind of idea. Like you pay, you pay. Do you pay a separate service or? It, I haven't actually used these, so I'm I'm kind of speculating from what I've seen in Amazon's interface. But mm-hmm. I've seen Showtime and HBO and oh, interface through Amazon? Yeah, so like Amazon's interface uh, that you would normally view, you know, Amazon's original television and, and stuff that's available for their Prime members and you know, right. videos you can rent or buy, you know, that same sort of interface, you could just say, oh, um, add an HBO HBO Package, Now yeah. subscription, or I guess now you can add CBS All Access and view right. it through that interface as opposed to having to have, oh, okay, well, now I need to go download the um, the CBS yeah, All Access channel know. and then, you know, sign in with my login, whereas I'm already logged into Amazon is, I think, the selling point there. Yeah, this is like the slippery slope we have with our cable access TV shows up here. Like, you know, my wife wants to watch a particular channel, but I have to have this whole other package and then pay an extra five ninety nine for these just for these channels that she watches. And I mean, I admittedly I watch them every now and then too, just because I'm paying for them. I got to watch something on them. But yeah, it's kind of a kind of it, they kind of just pile it on, and then you end up with a big bill. You know, it's just I'm not a big fan of that kind of. Um, I'm sure it's great for the providers, but I, as a consumer, I find it annoying that pay for things that I'm, especially I'm not going to watch. Right? Um, anyway, that's but that's I guess it's if you're if you haven't signed up for CBS All Access and you want to follow along on our podcast and watch Discovery, I'm sure if you're already watching Discovery, you're already paying for it. And you're, I mean, if you're a fan of this show, I guess, right? Unless you live um, in Canada, in which case it comes with your cable. Woo. Comes for free. Well, you know, again, I still have to pay the, the for the package that has Space Channel on it, right? Yeah, so, that's true. Although, don't they show it on Space.com? I, they may. They may. Hmm. So, so theoretically, Tammy, or sorry, Tammy, see, I did that, I did that to Jaime, or sorry, I did, Jaime, I did that to Tammy on the last show. I'll cut this part out, but... Um, um, you guys gotta get the e out of your name. Um, <laughs> um, he's not laughing and Ta- worried. Jaime. <laughs> well, I was calling it. It was yeah, Jaime and Tam. What do we? What do we end up calling you? Time. Hammy, I think. Well, last week was yeah, Hammy. 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 <laughs> Hammy. Hammy. Um, or Tammy. Um, yeah. Where was I going with this? Anyway, so follow, more follow up. Um, I found, I, I've been. I when I was reading Superman comic books, I remember Brainiac was a character that I kind of like gravitated towards. I would buy an issue if, if he was on the cover, kind of thing. Or I think. I think there was strips of, of Superman in the newspaper at some point. Yep. Correct. Yeah, I think so, right? So he was often in there. So we got a um, on Gizmodo again, we saw a clip of a preview of what Brainiac's going to look like in 
the uh, in Supergirl's world, right? Um, so I can't remember if he was in Supergirl. I guess he must have been, right? Yeah, they, uh, uh, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes had a big... Uh, she was part of the Legion of Superheroes. So they're, they're going to do... They introduced that uh, later this season. The, the uh, Mon-El comes back from the past. Right. He's got right. his oh. wife from the 30th century, and they are part of the Legion of Superheroes, which was a very popular uh, uh, comic book series for a long time, especially, uh, as you say, in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it looks like they're going into the future and they're going to start uh, showing us more characters from the Legion, which is, I'm really stoked about. I loved the, that comic when oh, I was a kid. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I, I kind of missed, missed the first bunch of shows from Supergirl this season um, somewhat intentionally. I just found I was a little tired of some of the plot lines, but but I did catch up with some of the ones. And I saw one of the episodes where Ronald comes back and then I saw a bit of the crossover episode where they had the other evil world come in. Oh, that was so good. Uh, that was yeah. such a good crossover. Like, last year felt a little forced. Mm-hmm. This year was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, where was it going with that? Um, Legion of Superheroes? No, Manel and the, I, sort of, I missed that bit. Of, and Saturn Girl, he brought back Saturn it. Girl too. Saturn Girl, but the, yeah, and but the thing about uh, Manel and his wife from the future coming back, I did, I did see part of the, epi- I caught part of the episode where they kind of, Supergirl and, or what's her name, um, Kira and Manel get together and they kind of like, well, it's too bad and, you know, I'm with her now and yep. that kind of how it went, how it went down. Yeah, I, so there was an, uh, I guess it was the most recent episode before the break, um, Kira has a conversation with uh, Monel's wife and she says, you know, oh, he waited years in the future. He couldn't get over you. You know, in your world, it's only been, a, you know, a short time, but for him, it's been years and years before he finally broke down and moved on because he never thought he was going to be able to get back to you. And so it puts a little bit of context around the fact that it wasn't like he was just like, well, I'm out of here and I now have a wife. But uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to whack uh, things for you to go through here, Jonathan. Right. So I want you to I'll, dive in. I'll try and go through it uh, at breakneck speed so we can get to our discovery recap. But uh, so uh, shortly after our last episode, uh, it was revealed that Game of Thrones is officially taking all of 2018 off. Mm-hmm. There will be no new Game of Thrones this year. Uh, they're going to come back with the six final episodes, which uh, I hope if they're taking a year off six. will be really supersized episodes. They're talking about doing them as, you know, uh, oh, okay, like jumbo episodes, but still just six more episodes of Game of Thrones to come. And we're not getting them until 2019. And they haven't given any indication when there's been some conjecture that they'll come back into their sort of uh, late uh, late winter, early spring, sort of April, May slot like they were in years past. But uh, either way, that's a long way away. So uh, that's a bit bit sad, but at the same time, hopefully we will be all worth the wait. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Is that why there was only seven episodes this season? Yeah, I, I think they just oh, they had got to the point where uh, they felt like they, they didn't want to plow through the way they had been plowing through previous material. Right. Um, mm. And also, I think it's a budgetary thing, too. I think, you know, they were spending a fair bit per episode, but now um, what they're doing is spreading the budget that would go over 10 episodes over seven. And now yeah, they're going to spend small, that yeah. budget. Plus, I'm sure they're going to spend some extra money on these final episodes um, right, right. and they're going to spread that money around over six. So that it lets them do bigger episodes, bigger storytelling and use more uh, special effects and, and big, huge set pieces and everything. So hopefully mm-hmm. that means we're going to go out with a bang, which is, I guess, what we're all hoping for at this point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we went out with a bang last time. Yes. yes. Spoiler. Literally. <laughs> but um. 
Yeah, there you go. All right, what's next? Uh, so in the wake of uh, Ridley Scott taking pot shots at uh, Blade Runner 2049, uh, last time we spoke, uh, he gave an interview to digitalspy.com, which is a British website, uh, where he said that he's got kind of got plans for another Blade Runner sequel if they want to do another one, hmm. which is kind of strange after, you know, he's decided that he wants to go back into this franchise. But uh, I don't know, any any appetite after seeing uh, the back to that Blade Runner world to seeing Ridley Scott well, dive back in? No, no, <laughs> no, stop it, George. Stop <laughs> messing with it, George. You know, <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. Well, he hasn't he hasn't personally volunteered to recut this movie yet. So that's, oh, that's probably good. progress. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some some news on some uh, TV show renewal, renewals this week. Uh, Runaways, uh, which is just completed its first season uh, on Monday uh, on Hulu and mm-hmm. next week here in Canada because right. we suck apparently, um, is going to get a second season. So that's good news. Um, I'll be honest. I've already watched the final episode and I enjoyed it thoroughly and uh, I look forward oh, to it coming you back. Did, you did one of those things. I get it. Okay. And right. uh, there was news out this week that uh, they are talking about a potential sixth season for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, but there is rumblings that uh, Inhumans is really on the bubble, which I don't think is going to come as a surprise to anybody because uh, it did not knock a lot of people's socks off. It got pretty seriously panned. Really? Yeah, I totally didn't even watch it anyway. So. Yeah, I, I, I liked that franchise, but I didn't even give it the time of day. Okay, so, so, so quick comment. You kind of went over to Agents of Seal real quick, and I and I like I said, I didn't watch last season at all, but yep. I saw the preview of this season coming up, and like, holy mirror inner universe, like what the hell are they doing on that show? Well, they they flashed forward, so they're yeah forward, they're, okay. they're doing a whole a whole different storyline. That why wouldn't they just new new show? I, I, sorry, I'm applying logic. Yeah, no, I think you are. I mean, it, it's funny because there were there's rumors that ABC wanted to cancel that show at the end of last season oh, yeah. and just phase it out and I'd be done with it. And the rumor is, again, this is all pure uh, internet speculation, but the rumor is that D- uh, Disney told them no, you have to oh. put that back on the show, uh, back on the air for another season because a we own you and b we own Marvel and we want Marvel to be on primetime television. Everybody's so ABC's uh, revenge was to say fine and we're going to move it to Friday nights where no one's going to watch it. Uh, but now there's talk that uh, they might still come back for another season. So uh, yeah, it's kind of strange, but uh, I guess it's good to have genre TV. It's too bad that it's so distant from the movie cousins now, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like way out there now, out in space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in other uh, TV renewal news, uh, Fox has renewed The Gifted, which is the X-Men series that they've been running. Uh, that just finished up its run uh, recently. So, uh, Have you seen any of that one? I, I downloaded it, but I have not watched it yet. It's been on my radar to do, but it's uh, it's shuffled down the list. Get, too many good shows keep popping up, Black Mirror and all these other things keep popping up so it, it just keeps moving down the list um i have actually read positive things about it and i know a few people who enjoy it so uh, i i will definitely give it a view and it's nice that they are they're not hammering out 20 episodes they're doing i think they did 10 or 12 like sh- a sh- reasonably short season so I, I'll, I'll definitely give that a look um mad men uh star uh kiernan shipka is going to be our sabrina the teenage witch we talked about uh, sabrina getting her own show on netflix uh the chilling adventures of sabrina uh based in this riverdale world that they've gotten into and uh yeah so apparently it's uh it's don draper's daughter is going to be the star of this and you know i think she's she seems like the right fit so mm-hmm. could be good she's, teen- she's teenage-ish and she's sabrina-ish and yeah yeah she seems pretty much on model if you're trying to project the cartoon or sorry the comic book character to like real life yeah it, it only thing I'm, I'm i know she's a, a 
good uh, young actress. We, we, I enjoyed her work on Mad Men. But I must say, it's not like she's bringing that audience with her to Sabrina, I don't think. I, I don't see those two things lining up. It's not like her like teenage fans of the Mad Men were, are going to follow her over. Because like, were there teenage fans of Mad Men? <laughs> well, maybe the big draw would be the talking cat. Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about the talking cat last time we talked about Sabrina. But what about the talking cat? Yeah, what was the talking cat's name? Oh, I can't remember. But it was that was weird. Was I mean, you got Salem? This. Was it Salem? I think Salem. That sounds right. I thought he was named after like the like the witch trials uh, place. <laughs> I think that might need a fact check because I'm I'm going off the top of my head for that one. <laughs> yeah. So who was who was the um who was the guy who did the voice? Oh, see, fact check. He's gonna say thanks for that. I'll, I'll just get right, <laughs> I'll just get right to the fact. Well, you, this will be our new game, Jaime. We'll just throw <laughs> stuff at Jonathan. <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, so uh, word out this week that uh. The director of Deadpool, uh, Tim Miller, is looking at developing a Kitty Pride movie for Fox. Uh, Kitty Pride, of course, uh, has made her appearance in film in um, the X-Men franchise, uh, played mm-hmm. by Ellen Page, Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. So no word on whether or not she would reprise that role. And uh, this whole merger between Disney and Fox may throw some wrinkles into this. But um, excellent to see Tim Miller back in that, working on those types of movies, because Deadpool was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, nice to see again they're developing uh, characters for good the kitty pride was always one of my favorite x-men so um really cool to see if they can actually do something with that character i'd, I'd love to see where they take it mm-hmm. yeah especially because they've already got some of the setup for colossus yep in that uh, deadpool universe so um seeing some of her re- interaction with uh, colossus would be kind of interesting because they can cover a whole slew of different topics just from their relationship yeah I- i'm mm-hmm. just hoping for lockheed the little purple dragon to come along that's that's he was always one of my favorites um black widows story out of today out of the rap.com uh, that apparently um, they are thinking of doing a uh, Black Widow or they're developing I guess a Black Widow film finally. Right. Um, so they've picked uh, the screenwriter of Blacklist, Jack Schaefer uh, to write this. This is a, a, a woman, which is nice. Uh, a woman writing mm-hmm. a woman's film, uh, starring a woman. Um, there's been talk that they would do this for years, so interesting that they do this. Now, uh, I made a note that it's particularly interesting because um, there's a movie coming out uh, the beginning of March yeah. called Red Sparrow with Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence that looks almost exactly like the origin story of the Black Widow from the comic books. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Russian dancer gets drafted into the, you know, like it just, it looks it, everybody just keeps calling it not Black Widow. Like it's just, it, you know, Red Widow, I guess, is what will just split the difference. But uh, sure. yeah. yeah, it's funny that the timing of that has come out. Obviously, this is on the heels of the, the great success of Wonder Woman. Their Marvel's finally uh, coming around to you know oh we'll do a Captain Marvel movie we'll finally do a Black Widow yeah, movie uh, yeah. hey wait women should be the stars of these movies yeah, like- but so so the, the plot line of, of this sort of sleeper agent or, or or you know girls go off to school and, or guys go off to school and get trained as these assassin type people yep. isn't that a plot line from something else too or, or am I thinking of Red Arrow uh, you're Widow? thinking of La Femme Nikita La Femme Nikita thank you okay yeah yep. yeah yep. Huh. which we've seen a couple of iterations of that yep. one, right yep. and uh, I think they did that as uh, uh, point of no return at one point i think was the um movie from the 90s uh mm-hmm. what was her name fonda Jack, Jack. fonda bridget fonda. <laughs> fonda bridget fonda oh yeah 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 um right. which you know that was an enjoyable flick but um yeah it's it's it, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a tried and true and again like that's been a story in the comic books for years it's Manchurian candidate again yep, right so, yep yep and yep. and uh, well, I mean, I guess it, we're watching it that right now in the americans we've got like you know uh there's a, oh spoilers i haven't watched that one yet yeah so i mean you know uh that whole sort of you know taking these you know 
talent yes, young people right. and turning them into whatever. But uh, yeah, it'll be good to see if they can finally do that. I think uh, that character has developed well across the Marvel movies. And yeah, I think it'd be great to see if she can finally get uh, her own legs to stand on. My worry is that by the time they finally get a movie out there, you know, we could be facing uh, a whole bunch of movies that will have gone down these same roads. So I hope that we bring some inventive storytelling to those anyways. Sure, not just the flappy birds of Red Sparrows, eh? You got it. I mean, all right. Um, Deadpool 2, uh, apparently uh, there was some discussion about whether or not uh, TJ Miller should be cut out of this film. He plays Weasel, uh, memorably had a great scene in a bunch of great scenes, I guess, in the first one um, as, you know, the uh, the bartender at uh, uh, the bar where Deadpool hangs out. Um, he's facing sex assault allegations. Uh, so there was discussion as to whether or not it would be appropriate to remove his part from this film. Uh, the producer, Lauren Schuler Donner, says um, no, that it's too late in the process. They've done their edits and uh, he's going to stay. So Lauren Schuler Donner. Yes, got that right. Um, so Christopher Plummer wasn't available, in other words. Yeah, so clearly they didn't have time to hire Christopher Plummer to come in and replay that role. Right, right. <laughs> uh, some side- it's too bad. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to affect Silicon Valley too. Or is he out of Silicon he, Valley? He quit Silicon Valley last quit. year. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? Okay. okay. They, they actually, right. I don't know if you stayed up with that show, but they, they kind of wrote him out um, okay. at his own behest because he wanted to pursue other things. Oh, okay. um, but they they gave him a, a send off towards the end of... Uh, yeah, it's too bad. I, I heard an interview with him on Q on um, CBC Radio here. And he, he seemed like a pretty he's, intelligent he, guy. Yeah, he's a funny guy. I've seen his stand up. I've, I, you know, again, I've, I've enjoyed his work. It was uh, obviously none of these allegations have been proven, but it's, it's very disheartening to hear uh, people whose work you enjoyed uh, having any of that sort of shade around them. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we, you know, we'll get some conclusion on how that's played out and we'll see where that goes. But uh, for the time being, he's going to be in Deadpool too. So we'll, uh, we'll remains to be seen what comes from that. So. Yeah, I think if they were, if they were hypothetically to say, all right, the heat has gotten too hot, we need to reshoot his scenes. It would be a very Deadpool sort of thing if they were to choose his Silicon Valley co-star, the guy who does the Verizon commercials now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, don't even mention it. Just like pretend it's the same person. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. it would be the best Deadpool thing ever to actually ask Christopher Plummer. <laughs> like, wouldn't that not be... <laughs> just like, without even a, a nod or With a, a wig, curly, curly wig, just yeah, play yeah. it as straight as possible. <laughs> I think that would be genius. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, so some sad news this week. Uh, we lost uh, a Canadian actor, a uh, very famous Canadian actor, Donnelly Rhodes, passed away this week at the age of 80. Uh, Donnelly Rhodes, uh, best obviously known here in Canada for his roles on shows like Danger Bay. Danger Bay, like six years, man. Danger Bay. Yeah. Uh, and of course, he was um, he, he was a long time. So he's been on a ton of shows as, you know, he, Tons, yeah. he was on X-Men or uh, sorry, X-Files. He was on Smallville. Uh, he had parts on you know, shows like Cheers. He was on Soap, uh, the long running mm-hmm. uh, spoof of the uh, soap opera genre. And he was mm-hmm. on Battlestar Galactica. He was Doc Cottle for a long time. He was also on an episode of The Star Loss, which is a classic Canadian sci-fi thing that I used to watch back in the day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, you know, again, sad, sad to see, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, been, you know, on our televisions for well, my entire life, for sure. Um, yeah, and, he'd kind of show up and yeah, he'd kind of show up and you'd kind of go, oh, there he is again. There he, he is. Didn't even bat an eye. He's that guy that sort of played that third character that you needed to fill out your plot, right? Yep. 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 But uh, yeah, born in Winnipeg and uh, proud Canadian, lots of representation. Uh, da Vinci's Inquest was, of course, a huge show here yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that was very popular. And uh, so, so uh, adieu to uh, Donnelly Rhodes. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, last but not least, uh, <laughs> how to make your own blue, how to make your own Luke's blue milkshake. Our good friends at StarWars.com this week posted a recipe uh, for Thala Siren milkshakes that are worth a trip to Octo. Uh, they give us a recipe for how to make our own blue milkshakes that, that look like they were pulled straight from the giant space walrus's uh, teat to uh, to your glass. Uh, anybody who's interested, uh, yeah, it's up on Star Wars. Com. We'll put it in a show links. Uh, you two can make your own uh, uh, frosty green slash blue milkshake. With mustache. or without whipped cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, with or without whipped cream. Uh, for anybody else looking, there's also some great, uh, there's recipe for pork chops on there. Uh, there's uh, Wookiee uh, Wookie, uh, gingerbread men. There's all kinds of fun recipes on there. I went down the rabbit hole on it the other day. You can make up a nice porgin pie. Uh, yeah, there, it's, there's, there's some people here who are Darth Vader dad cookies. I cannot Darth Vader dad cookies. I cannot believe somebody gets paid to. There's the uh, there's all yeah, the kinds of good stuff too, on here, yeah. but the blue milk recipes for are just uh, fantastic. So yeah, Jen Fujikawa has got uh, yes lots of lots of good stuff on here. So uh, check that out if you get a chance. Uh, it's uh, yeah lifestyle and food writer for StarWars.com. That's that's got to be the best gig about even Han Solo would love this Jabacado toast. Jabacado toast. <laughs> And on that note, I think it's time for our star main event and into our Star Trek. Yeah, spoiler warnings for those of you who haven't watched the episode 10, which just came out last Sunday, I guess, right? Uh, of Star Trek Discovery, the episode called Despite Yourself. And uh, start first of all, it was uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes, who we all know as number one. Um, and listen to Roundabout for an interesting anecdote about number one on Roundabout. Anyway, um, yeah, so, I mean, I can start in and, and you guys can fill in the blanks because I'm sure I'll miss a whole bunch of stuff but so they end up in this new universe after our so yeah spoiler warning for you if you, if you haven't watched the show um yeah they end up in a new universe at the end of the last i guess the the winter break as it were so now we're back into the new thing and and where we left off we they didn't know where they were so they start to do some charting and they realize there's nowhere nowhere to be seen and they're approached by a um i think they find other ships that have been blown up and they're like bits of rebels and bits of vulcans and stuff like that and they um they a klingon ship approaches them being helmed by Vulcans, if I'm not mistaken, and start firing on them. Um, something about the Cooper and Retrofit, I don't remember what that comment was about. Um, yeah, so, and they, they discovered that all the ships in this particular universe have a different quantum signature, which is, I guess, a digital fingerprint of whatever, quantum drives, um, that their ship has a different quantum signature than all the other ones in, in there. And of course, you know, Lorca says, this is not our universe. And then trying to figure out the science about what, what went on, he kind of uh, lets Burnham and what's our, uh, the big tall guy's name? Saru. Saru know about how he's been researching the uh, um, uh, alternate universes that they've been finding through the jumps and the mycelial network. What a coincidence. And, yeah. And so they uh, they find out that uh, they figured the 133 jumps that they did uh, filled in the gaps in their maps. Um, I've got a comment here that Stamets is basically offline because he's like, you know, he's passed out and in and out of consciousness all the time. Um, Stam or uh, Lorca goes into the sick bay, medical bay and, and uh, tells tells Dr. Culber that he, because of his relationship with Stamets, he's going to get another doctor to uh, to take a look at him. I'm not sure where they're going to find him, but, uh, and Culber's a little upset about that. Yeah, and then I just got Lieutenant What's-His-Name, because I can't remember what Lieutenant What's-His-Name's name is. Tyler. Uh, sorry? Tyler. Ash Tyler. Tyler, okay. Yep. Ash Tyler. Well, he's got this weird, he's got this weird, he has a, I mean, the actual actor has a, a exotic name, 
Um, anyway, he goes after, uh, he goes in to get the Klingon data core. And I don't know why they send this guy on an away mission by himself, especially when there's Klingons involved, because of course he starts losing it and flashing back and has trouble, you know, navigating. So he gets this Klingon data core back. He has all these flashbacks and it turns out, oh, they get fired on by a, a Klingon ship at some point in there. And it's, it's piloted by Vulcans and Andorians, which everybody's going, what? Um, <laughs> and then uh, he flashes through this weird prison sequence and uh, oh so so and then after he gets back he's got the Klingon thing and he goes goes to visit Laurel in, in the in the detention and uh, she does this sort of or actually no I guess I'm, I'm going to let you guys take over here because I, I wrote the bit about the Mandurian yeah Mandurian candidate candidate stuff she kind of says something to him like about a prayer well I've, um, I've got it written down here so I can I can run you down okay sure jump in there yeah so uh, yeah so Tyler is out retrieving this thing and he freaks out he starts having flashbacks about the quote unquote torture that he got at the hands of Laurel. Um, he in uh, he has told uh, the crew in previous episodes that he was uh, essentially uh, tortured and raped by Laurel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when he goes to see her this time, he's very conflicted. He doesn't know what he's seeing, and he, he sort of says to her, "I don't know. You know, I don't know what we did." Um, she says, "You know what we did? We did it together." And then she repeats this uh, this phrase. She says, "Whom do we seek?" And they both say, "Kales." How do we find him together? Kalos, give us light to see forever. Will he hide from us always? Never never. What is your name? And then he has this sort of flash to, um, well, I guess we we can interpret that now that we're in Spoilerville, but uh, he has this flash that looks an awful lot like he's uh, he's transforming um, and seeing himself in another as another person. And then uh, he sort of jars himself back to consciousness and says, you know, what the hell is going on here? And she says to him, you have another name, say it. And the prayer should make you remember something's wrong. So uh, we, we had drawn our own conclusions uh, prior to the winter break about what the origins of Ash Tyler's uh, experience was and I think we got a really very strong indication as to where Tyler comes from having gone through this this flashback. So, right. so in the in the cafeteria afterwards uh, um, Michael Burnham drops uh, Isik for your thoughts and of course they both comment on how they have no idea where that expression came from. They totally ripped it off from us. <laughs> uh, so they start looking they, they find that their, their Vulcan data chip are inside this Klingon data source that they brought back. And then they discuss, They start talking about what they found and they find that they're in the middle of it. Earth isn't a federation. It's a Terran empire. And there's a bit of a theory coming later on from me, um, which you guys probably figured out as well, too. Uh, and they're described as an oppressive, racist, xenophobic uh, group of people. Um, so they they start to do some more research on the on who's in who's still in this universe. And it turns out that uh, Tilly is, in fact, the captain. Of, if you remember a few episodes back when um, Thamus was going through his his phases as he would go in and out of um, jumps he would he would have these sort of weird things that he would say to people at one point he refers to Tilly as captain right yep so which I guess is a pre like a boiler or whatever we call it a premonition of this yep so and of course the, the, the claim is long live the Empire and they do the actual mirror universe salute that uh, we saw in the in the original Star Trek original series Star Trek uh, mirror mirror universe episode um, and at one point so sort of Tilly has to you know when they come over the comms it's like uh the episode where the the uh Vulc- or the original series cast is trying to go back and rescue spock and they're flying through klingon space and they have to pull up the book and really quickly improvise some sort of you know greeting for the people they're being interrogated by so they get they get approached by the uh, iss by by another ship the shenzo i believe right nope um no no okay whatever <laughs> um what's the name of the ship that, that approaches them that i don't know but it was 
uh, I thought not... it was the Cooper. Cooper, maybe. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. you're right. I think oh, was, yeah, because yeah. they mentioned a comment. That's what I, the comment I had earlier about Cooper being in retrofit because yeah. they, they were wondering why the Cooper would be approaching them. Yeah. Anyway, so Lorca has to sort of pretend that he's the engineer. Tilly has to pretend she's the captain. And, of course, Lorca puts on a Scottish accent, which is funny. Um, and then they, disguise, they discover that they better start disguising themselves as people who belong to or actually the ISS Discovery, which is what this ship is known as in this universe. Um, and Michael Burnham is, is off lost and so is uh, Lorca's just run away because he's done bad things so so the cosplay uh, fans of the show will will be glad that they've now got a new set of cosplay costumes to work on um, they have a whole new insignia they have this uh, this um, new uh, chest and or uh, um, sort of armor decorative stuff I think uh, later on um, the actress who plays Tilly described it as sexy gladiator murder gold nice yeah so uh, <laughs> but how come they didn't have to grow beards I don't know that yet you know and 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 i'm and how come like why did why wouldn't michael burnham have like facial scars or something like that from somebody drawing a knife across her you know forehead or something you know like like little things like that like why why would cooper not go hey you shaved or something to her or whatever shaved your Uh, hair and don't have facial scars now there was an interesting thing that they mentioned on inner space about the defiant being in this universe and i thought maybe you guys could explain that but defiant is a constitution class i think from originally from um deep space nine right or maybe no that was a different defiant actually okay but but there is a defined here that has something to do with the, they were implied on inner space that it had something to do with a, a crossover episode with the with the with the that was from the enterprise show right oh the enterprise oh okay, yeah there okay. was a two-part episode of enterprise that was all set in that mirror universe which okay. i mean do you remember that well i remember bits and pieces but yeah i immediately as soon as they said oh the defiant i said oh that's a little tip of the hat to enterprise with um I guess we can spoil that one because it's more than a decade old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In Mirror Universe there, um, I think from the Tholian web incident, yep. the Defiant right. from the original series era gets thrown back in time to the Enterprise era. Oh, and really? And okay. they take it over and end up using that to, to take over and, and start causing havoc. Yeah. So there's three episodes here that, that uh, apparently that tie into this. And the episode of the Enterprise is called In a Mirror Darkly. Is what that was a two-part episode, the, yeah. Yeah, it was why the... Dark, why the Defiant is here. And they also talk about DS9 episode called Crossover, which I think but they have they had a few DS9s where they went into the, the Mirror Universe, right? And then on Voyager, there was one called Living Witness, which is another one. These are sort of three sort of tie-in episodes from other series that tie into this new universe that we're in here. So um, so coming back to uh, our, our, yeah, the prayer should make you remember, Laurel, what's his name, and all that kind of stuff. Um, they go, they decide they have to return to the Shenzhou where Captain, where Michael Burnham is now, the ca- or is the captain but she's lost in space somewhere so they decide to go to when they meet up with the Shenzo that uh, they will pretend that they've captured Lorca and they take him over to and they, she she goes over with Lorca to the to the ship and confronts Captain Connor who apparently who died in the original um, battle of the binary stars yep. uh, so they were able to bring the actor back and his name is something unpronounceable Zam Varthanomalus or something like that Bartholomios uh, yeah anyway he comes he's ha- as, as the actor was happy to come back and play this this character he thought he was coming back to play the lieutenant again he wasn't expecting to play the captain but as he said in, in uh, uh, after trek but um so he comes back and so and uh they they're in the the, the turbo lift together uh connor and um michael burnham and they get into this major fight and they they duke it out and uh burnham ends up killing him um which is interesting uh and just as a side note here you kind of want you know i think at some point um the doctor said uh, sorry our what's our tyler ash tyler Tyler, right? yeah. goes to the medical 
Bay, and he's talking to um, the doctor about Dr. Culber about whether there was something odd about his um, tests or whatever. And and one of the things that mentioned because we've all talked about this Manchurian candidate kind of theory. And apparently, they have a Manchurian test to test whether you've been you know uh, brainwashed when you're on a away mission. So apparently, he passed that test. And by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but this guy, this actor, reminds me of Ralph Macchio. Does he not remind you guys of him? Sh- uh, Shazad Latif. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a little uh, bit. Yeah, maybe. A little uh, bit? I, I can see it. I can see why you say that. <laughs> like, if you put them side by side, you'd say, "Oh no, no way!" But right, it's kind of like the the facial expressions he makes, and uh, yeah, it, like we're talking like swarthier Ralph Macchio, especially. Yeah, in, no, of like, course. When he get when he gets kind of squirmy, he gets yeah. Like, he, anyway, that so, pain <laughs> thing that that Ralph Macchio yeah. does that I'm constantly yeah. wearing underpants that are too tight, kind of experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Wax on, wax off. Yeah. And so at that point, there. Um, um, Dr. Culber tells him, you're not you. Like, you're, we, we, I've scanned you and, and your organs and your bones have been modified and there's scar tissue and so on and so forth. And, you know, at some point in time, um, Stamets sort of said the enemy is here in one of his sort of elucidation moments or whatever, what I call that. Um, and yeah, so, you know, um, when uh, when uh, Ash Tyler discovers that Dr. Culber suspects him of not being who he says he is, as Jonathan put forth months ago, um, he snaps his neck. And, uh, you know, yeah, what's his name? Kills the doctor is what I said. And then my, my question was at this point in time, my first thought that came to my mind is, are you really dead in the mirror universe when your neck gets snapped? Um, yeah, and it turns out, it, I think, yeah, go ahead. I think dead is dead. But that being said, um, it could be like in a coma or well, paralyzed. We heard or, his neck go crunch, which is, that yeah. seems pretty bad. But then I think uh, you watched After Trek where uh, Aaron Harberts, uh, the executive producer, and Gretchen Burr, the co-executive producer, um, they both made comments about the fact that, uh, that he's not dead. He's yet. not dead. Not yeah. he's not a hundred percent dead. And uh, yeah, I read an interview dead, yeah. with uh, Entertainment Weekly that came out uh, beginning of this week, where uh, Harberts told them, "quote I can promise you, you haven't seen the last of him." Right. And well, and the actor too. I mean, he he didn't quite come out and say it, but he he did sort of say that there is some stuff coming up in future episodes. Uh, uh, Wilson Cruz, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, said that there's things coming up that are in future episodes that it were his favorite things to have filmed ever. Yep. So, yep. and they showed his his new look as as the the mirror universe Dr. Culber. Um, I guess he's more like they kind of equated him to the doctor in the Nazi war. I've forgotten his name now. Mengele? Uh, Mengele. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we'll have to see where that goes. Hopefully not too far. Um, well, this, yeah, this is so, dark track, so who knows? Yeah, and, and and so, yeah, so let's, I mean, that's it. Like, So here's, here's the question for everybody here is like, yeah, so what do you think like other treks have gone into the mirror universe for for the sake of hey wouldn't it be fun if spock was like you know sinister and kirk had this machine he could kill people with you know and that's how he rose to power what do you think about this new dark i mean we the show ends with michael burnham actually becoming the captain of Shenzo, which is what um Mary, what's her name? Uh, Mary Wiseman? No, no. Um, Mike, Michelle Yeoh says oh, to yeah. her in the very first episode, I see you as the captain yeah. of the Shenzo at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So more more foreshadowing. That's what I was looking for before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, here we are. And, and and we see the end of the show, end of the episode.
Mike or Michael Burnham sitting in the captain's chair of the Shenzhou. Well, that's not where the episode actually ends. Okay, well. The episode ends with Tyler, who is fresh off of breaking the doctor's neck, theoretically yeah. killing him, yeah. ending up in bed on the Shenzhou with Burnham. Oh, did I miss that? And then we cut down to the the torture decks on the Shenzhou where we find Oh yes, right, yeah. Lorca inside an agony booth screaming his brains out. So both really dark turns. Ash has gone from uh, clearly disturbed and unhinged to homicidal to now uh, in bed with Burnham. And meanwhile, Lorca is uh, not only suffering there, but he's, yeah, he's suffering uh, torture at the hands of this dark universe. So, But he must have known, like, you know, they, they talked about this on Inner Space too. He must have known going into that, like surrendering as a, as a, as a prisoner that he was going to be thrown into the brig and something bad would happen. Yeah. You know, which which sort of interest, interesting character, you know, moment for him, for us, I think, right? As fans, right? I think we had to, to know that it. he was, he's shown himself to be pretty ruthless twisted. and twisted, yeah. so I guess it's yeah. fitting yeah. with the character. Right, right. What'd you make of all this, Jaime? Well, one, I really, really liked the episode. I thought it was uh, really well paced. I think Frakes did a really good job uh, directing and, and shooting the, the script. Um, it definitely has a lot of moments that feel like they pay off for a lot of things that we've been, like, it, it releases a lot of the tension that we've had. Um, you know, one being like, you know, longtime fan theory, like, is Discovery in the Mirror Universe? Mm. We got a definitive answer. It's like, no, like, they're from the regular universe uh, and they go into the Mirror Universe. There's a little bit of a twist there. We got 95% um, uh, proof that Voke is Tyler. Like, I guess there's still that 5% chance he's like Bob the Klingon that was like in the background or something. But Oh, Voke is Tyler. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's, uh, yeah, I'm with, I think it's closer to 99% after this week, but. Uh... Right, right. Huh. Oh yeah, because they were close in the very beginning. Cause she she comes out from the underbelly of the of the the ship to sort of show her support for him in the beginning. Right? Yeah, and she says uh, she makes a, a comment about you know you're going to have to sacrifice more than you can ever imagine and do things you never thought you'd have to do, and it all fits with where this character is going and gone. Tie that into the flashbacks and the homicidal behavior, and it seems uh, like a, a match. That's a lot of cosmetic surgery, though. Well, they talked about like they she uh, Culber says you know. Know, it seems like they shrunk your bones. It seems like they changed your organs. Like it seems like it was a pretty radical transformation if they if that's what they did, which again fits. Well, it's a good thing in this universe. Everybody has you know two eyes, two legs, two arms. Yeah, you know, ears, <laughs> penis, the whole bit. Yeah. Well, they they did do that whole uh, really unnecessary exposition Origin, episode yeah. of yeah, uh, TNG, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Guido shoots first message. That's yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is why we all have the same total anatomical yeah. corrections. Yeah, yeah. 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 And this episode, well, one, two other things. One is that it has Captain Killy, which I, I uh, agree. You will see tons of people cosplaying. That, that, that was, uh, she's one of my favorite characters and seeing that sort of yeah. uh, moment was great. The other thing has, that has come up uh, sort of like fandom on, on Reddit and, and other forums is an hypothesis that Lorca is from the Mirror Universe. No question. Oh, which, really? No, this one, really? this episode seems like it pushes really hard in that direction. No it's not, question. it's not 95% of the way there, but it feels like 70 to 80 percent of the way there because it's right like michael burnham and Lorca's equivalents in this universe are gone in mysterious circumstances and Lorca already seemed kind of weird with his interaction with uh, admiral cornwell and seems like he's a little bit like we we said early on that like you know he seems like he's the like the bad admiral that you would see on tng or deep space nine mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. like cranked up to 11 and right. this gives him an option either way to say oh yeah you know he, he's from the mirror universe and he's been plotting to use discovery
library to in our universe in order to oh. take that technology back or do whatever it is right like for, for reasons plot reasons mm. and they could also use it as a like a tease and a head fake to be like oh no he's just like he's just a you know a, a damaged dude um and other things that happen so they can they can sort of tease us along with this one for for some time sure, i think sure so what about this so so here's the big theory that that kind of i, I maybe you guys have seen this already but or or saw it coming but um uh, at the end of interspace ash fry aj fry was talking about um uh he was having a conversation with space tv's mark asquith that um michelle yo is the emperor i think that would be great i think that i really, could see that that'd be really there's there's like that's a major spoiler for anybody listening to this show but if it's true but that that would be a good twist i mean like again it comes back to why would they have such an important actor and and have all this promotion behind the show with her at the helm of the of the show i mean like you know uh, admittedly you know shinichi martin green was was a big character actor on the walking dead and those of us who watched the walking dead know her intimately and know her well and know she can just got the chops right but if you hadn't followed that series why would you watch this show and you know um also uh jason isaac coming over is, is a big big name too but we didn't know he was coming until you know maybe the third or fourth episode right but we knew Mich- michelle yo was going to be in from the beginning and why would they have her just to come in and get killed right yeah it fits i mean we know yeah. that uh from the from that uh in the mirror inner mirror darkly uh in the mirror darkly episode of, of enterprise episodes of enterprise that i mm-hmm. think uh archer was the emperor oh was he really yeah oh wow but in I'll this timeline that. that would have been a long time ago so i, right, I think it's safe right. to say that at some point someone murdered him uh and replaced him as emperor because that's how this universe rolls right right uh, oh so so in so in the uh in that epi- enterprise episode that there was a terran empire as well yes yeah yes. It, the yeah. whole thing was actually set in the mirror universe it wasn't about uh the enterprise going into the mirror universe it was the mirror universe's enterprise encountering uh the constitution class uh defiant that came into the past oh okay, okay so okay. the whole thing was around the mirror universe's enterprise and its crew right right huh. yeah there's tons of theories about who the um the mysterious emperor is uh michelle yo i think is probably the front runner right now because it would mm-hmm. sort of thematically make a lot of sense considering some of the things that they're doing and, and and sort of rearranging what's happening in the prime universe other people have said like hey uh we remember how that inner mirror darkly episode ends so maybe it's empress hoshi sato who's like 130 to 150 years old that's no yeah that's true that she did end up on the on the throne at the end didn't she mm-hmm. mm. well that, but then again maybe she's uh, an she, she would have to be or... pushing like 130 yeah no but i mean but her she could be the ascent uh, grandmother or or whatever or mother of michelle yo's character who knows right uh, it's conceivable mm-hmm. although again this yeah. universe is established that uh you you get ahead by murdering they established that captain killy got her nickname for uh stabbing her predecessor to death in his own bed so <laughs> clearly uh this is a place where you know they don't necessarily care if you were the son or daughter of the king or queen you no no i be, uh, yeah i just meant like but then again the daughter could have killed the mother or yeah. grandmother to take and take the place right yeah maybe it's ian mcdermott for all we know yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think the the second front runner theory is that it's stamets because he in mm. in the uh medical bay he keeps talking about some weird palace mm-hmm. stuff that isn't clear yet and so it, people oh. say hey well maybe maybe it's his palace you know like his alternate versions palace right right yeah interesting yeah i said I, like i think i told you guys before this book called number of the beast where heinlein did a sort of thing where um if you imagine that you've got you know x y and z axis you have six possible universes if you just flop them um and he does that in the book where they they find they've got a, they find a way to jump between the various universes and you know it's like in one case you know um britain is 
the world power, not the U.S. and so on and so forth, right? But um, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, I think the uh, they 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 mentioned the part that really sort of caught my ear was when they were talking about what happened to alternate Lorca and alternate Burnham. So the story was right, that yeah. that uh, uh, alternate Lorca tried to overthrow the emperor, and they do say emperor, not empress, which I think I wonder about that if that was supposed to be a new like a male term or if that was just a term. But they did specifically say emperor. Um, but they say that, uh, yeah, Lorca turned on the emperor, tried to stage a coup, and uh, Burnham was sent to stop him, and that Burnham was killed, reportedly, by Lorca's supporters. So that whole thread, following that through to that the Lorca we know is from this universe, is that Lorca went looking for a way to try and get a tool, weapon, or otherwise big enough to actually come back and take on the emperor, does feed into this really well. So I, I think that's a that's a theory that I'm willing to do uh, right at this point. Yeah. But either way, I'm, I, this was a a really strong debut for the second half of the season. Like, you know, if we weren't in before, I think this is one of the strongest episodes. It definitely left me wanting more. I want to know where this is going. I loved, I loved Mary Wiseman's performance as, as Captain, uh, the new Captain, Captain Killy, uh, you know, playing her uh, counterpart, um, you know, hold your horses. It was, it was just so, <laughs> it was so funny. She's so charming. She's so likable. And, uh, and, and, you know, the way that they're having to negotiate their way through this, this dark universe is going to be, uh, is going to be really interesting, uh, look at this universe and hopefully an expanded one. Again, the longest we've ever been in this universe is, uh, two episodes in a row. And that was, you know, a long time ago. It'd be interesting if they decide to stick around this, this universe for a while and, and really go somewhere with it because we've never really gotten to immerse there. Yeah. It's interesting. They were talking about uh, the actress on, um, you know, her sort of uh, way of playing sort of the autistic character. Apparently th- there's one bit of film that they don't know what's going to end up with it, but she did 20 minutes eating a potato chip. 20 minutes of eating a potato chip? Like, just, like just they like, shot 20 minutes of film? Yeah, like her eating with a potato one chip? potato chip, just like, how do I eat this potato chip? Kind of like, <laughs> like silently, just, you know, uh, like a pantomime or a mime, you know, whatever. Just, yeah, so that would be interesting to see. And said, they said it was brilliant. Anyway. Wait for the box there set. Go. Gotta wait for the box set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now a 20 yep. minute cut of... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very Wiseman yep. eats a potato chip. Well, I'm jazzed. I'm I'm definitely uh you know, this this show was sort of waning for me because I felt like it was kind of going along a predictable past. And I think we knew that this is where it was probably headed, but it's it's a very satisfying place, even though we kind of had a feeling this is where it was going. It's still a really it was amazing how gratifying and interesting this universe was. Uh, I will say the production value of this show is fantastic. Like, you know, the where they took us here, the the you know, the remodeling the bridge and the uniforms and you know like yeah. it, it really felt like you know they were spending a few bucks and you know d- dressing up you the put set. some effort into it yeah yeah it was it was good i'm and i'm looking forward to where it goes right right cool any last thoughts there jaime i think it was a great episode to start the season again with like the uh, something like a mid-season break is sort of weird um i mm-hmm. thought the finale the mid-season finale was pretty good but this was like, like they just started off the new year with a bang that was it was great loved the right. episode right so do you want to talk about the tv shows jonathan sure so right. continuing from last week we did our picks for uh what we plan on seeing uh this year in movie theaters or perhaps on netflix or you know some other method of watching movies uh we thought we would have a quick look at some of the 2018 tv shows uh that are coming up um i have made a short list i'm sure you guys will have some additions here um I flagged some shows and so I thought I'd get your sense of whether it's a show that you guys will uh, watch 
every week or something you will watch in a binge or something that you will just not care at all about and will take a pass on. Um, I, we started this episode by talking about the X-Files, which uh, I know Tim has started into. I don't know if you're a, an X-Files fan, Jaime, but... I, I may not continue. It was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when you say brutal in the show notes, oh, it, was it wasn't like Game of Thrones brutal. It was like, I don't want to watch anymore brutal. It was like, I can't believe I'm watching this drivel and the, the only redeeming bit was like right at the very end of the episode. It was it was painful to watch. Interesting. Yeah. So I was kind of more yeah. of a casual X-Files fan. I don't think I've watched anywhere close to all the episodes, but I've watched many and I just couldn't yeah. get into the revival that came out. Yeah, the um, revival before. Well, the revival was, there was a fun episode, you know, last year that was like sort of a ridiculous episode, which is kind of where they used to go sometimes on the X-Files. Um, there was a, a couple of new characters that got introduced, which were sort of Mulder and Scully clones, which were kind of, they were, they were interesting. They were, you know, sort of comic relief in a sense too. But um, yeah, this, this, I don't know what the hell it was. It was kind of a continuation of a story that they were developing in the last ser- series. And it's also a continuation of a story that's been running through the whole thread of the X-Files, you know, previous things. But I don't know. I, Tammy, Tammy turned it off too. Like she couldn't get through it. She's a huge X-Files fan too. So it was like. So the end just, is coming since Jillian Anderson. Well, started after, out and it's a good well let's put it this way. I think Jillian Anderson saw this episode and said, I, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my fan theory. So uh, next up is uh, January 16th. So that's next week. Uh, Black Lightning, a new CW show. It's apparently not at this point connected to the Arrow universe uh, with the Flash and Supergirl and all that. Um, They're having it standalone, although they have not ruled out that it could be tied in down the road uh, if they felt like it was appropriate. Um, I was a fan of this character uh, as a comic book character, and um, I've heard some good things. I've read a couple interviews uh, sort of uh, with some of the actors who are playing parts, and it looks good to me. I think I will definitely watch at least the first episode and see where it goes, but it seems like it's, you know, good premise and and interesting that sort of uh, hero, used to be a hero, has hung up the boots, gets sort of dragged back into it premise, but uh, could be well done. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this one a watch. Um, I find it kind of interesting that nowadays we can take these Blaxploitation era characters like Luke Cage and Black Lightning and turn them into like modern properties that people can actually have fun with. And I have a a tweet or a couple tweets here that I'll I'll just read out. I'll see if I can get them into notes as well, where somebody was saying, behold, the first live action black lesbian superhero in modern history. Her name is Thunder. (laughs) Yeah, that's Black Lightning's daughter. Uh, Yeah. And then they continue on with like, I'm I'm not really familiar with this character. It says, will also feature the first live action superhero lesbian relationship between two women of color. Anissa Pierce, which is Thunder, is the love interest of Grace Choi, who is a half Amazonian Asian American with origins from the multicultural Egyptian Amazon tribe of Banamigdal. Banamigdal. Not sure how that's pronounced. Hmm. But I was like, holy smokes, like this is this is crazy progressive as a as a series. Yeah. So exciting to see that. Um the character designs look pretty interesting too. The the premise setup of the um uh, the retired superhero being pulled back into to things and then having I don't know who Thunder is like his daughter. It's his daughter, yeah. Some yeah. Having having that dynamic seems interesting. And and I enjoy the CW series. Uh I think I've said before that I, I watch Supergirl regularly. I've seen some Flash, some Arrow and, and the crossover episodes and stuff so interested to see where they take this one you can check this one out tim i don't know i don't know much about it we'll see is it on space or something like uh, that or i think Netflix, oh, that's a good question i don't know who's showing it here that's we should look that up mm-hmm. we will report back next week uh, and the other thing a little little sidebar am i mistaken or didn't we talk about the fact that there was going to be a little bit of a mid-season break for supergirl where yep. like lightning was taking its slot in the lineup and that seems to not be the case because i think supergirl's coming back on the 15th which it, it, confuses me. it is but i think they are uh i think it's 
actually they're only doing a short run of uh, Supergirl to the end of the month and then it, the hiatus starts at the beginning of February so I think they're all uh, running simultaneously I think actually uh, Black Lightning is starting in Legends of Tomorrow's spot uh, first and then it's taking over Supergirl's spot oh uh, okay Ooh. okay there you go because I don't like think Legends filler, of Tomorrow comes back show? until February or March right right okay next up uh, Walking Dead season 8 part 2 February 25th mm-hmm. uh, have you guys been keeping up on this one or I have I, I think Jaime you're still behind aren't you yeah I'm just gonna have to start like from the very beginning on, on Netflix and just mm-hmm. read through because comic continuity and TV show continuity is mixed up in my head so yeah what do you think about the last what do you think about part 1 season 8 Jonathan uh, I mean I, I have read that story uh, oh yeah already right. and, and, and um, I did actually go back and reread Walking Dead um, last year um, I don't think I went all the way to the beginning but I think I started sort of in midpoint and and caught up to uh, right up to last month um, and I I really enjoyed that storyline in the comics and I, I have enjoyed elements of it although uh, the, the storytelling method they used they, they told the story in a very um, I guess they were trying to have all the events of all the episodes sort of overlap timelines mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. what's going on with the characters I found it uh, they didn't do I think a very strong job of establishing what they were doing off the top so by the time you sort of caught up with oh okay these people are here well these people are here well these people are here I, I felt like it was very disjointed um, I-, I think they could have done a stronger first episode to establish sort of where we are and what they were doing um, once it got up to speed I, I was okay with it I- I- you know um, you know no no major sort of developments I guess at this point although I guess there was one major development at the end which kind of caught yeah, me off I like, guard I like, the way, I like the way it ended but uh, yeah I had it, parts of this were hard to watch like I mean just from a again not hard to watch from a gore, gore point of view but hard to watch from a pacing point of view yeah it was it was a little all over the place a couple of episodes were like he could i could have skipped a couple of episodes and yeah lost much. I, I think i think the best um meme that i saw this week was uh that scene from the last jedi where luke is standing at the edge of the cave and he says it's time for the jedi to die and they put in a second yeah. version of it where he says and also it's probably time for the simpsons and the walking dead to give it up too <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you know yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know i mean again this is a weird show because it feels like in one way it could sort of keep going ad infinitum um and, and there's some to be fair you know like i i've been reading that comic book since virtually day one um and uh it is very interesting to look ahead to you know right now they're in the early 100s of the issues as far as where they are in the tv storyline there's another 75 issues or six or seven years worth of content that robert kirkman has written and some of the stories they do are really interesting and go some neat places um whether or not we will get a season 10 12 14 of walking dead i think as long as it keeps making money and uh you know they don't do something silly like kill off Norman Reedus then I think people will continue to watch I I must say I'm not a huge zombie fan I'm not a huge uh gore fan I like the comic book because I like the idea of how you exist in a world that continues past the apocalypse but I I'm not sure the show does that as well which sounds weird because you'd think that with that time and the characters and the actors you'd be able to do more but it feels like they do less well it's funny that the after after um talking dead show right um that they do yeah they have they have a vignette where they say goodbye to all the people that they've and they, they replay all the kills right yeah um and to me that that's like the least reason why i watch this show i mean i i, I could do i mean yeah okay you gotta have special effects and you gotta you know be have a ama- i mean i'm amazed at some of the zombies that they make like but but i don't really need to see them 
pop their heads off all the time, and that's not, not why I watch the show. Yeah, it's the characters, it's the story, it's the you know, it's like you know, the development of Maggie in this show. Yep, was like amazing, and, and about time too, right? You know, sort of thing. Yep, that's what I meant by what happens at the end, right? Yep. So anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no spoilers. As much as I'd like to, I will probably continue to watch the show. I, I I've contemplated a few times that the the premiere from uh, last season was a real hard watch. There's been some hard watches. There's been some developments where I think like why am I putting myself through this but then there are great character episodes and the actors are wonderful and you know it pulls this is one show that I watch live this is one show that I actually sit down on Sunday night and watch yeah Uh, I zombie season four February 26th I am an I zombie fan I don't know if either of you guys watched that I haven't seen any of Uh, I know it's on Netflix now so uh, I would encourage you it's uh, based on a vertigo comic book series uh, DC's vertigo imprint Um, it was a good comic book it's a great TV show it's by the same creator as Veronica Mars, which was one of my personal favorites. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's both, uh, it's, you know, it's typical CW fare. It's got a nice mix of melodrama and drama, action comedy, um, really enjoyable characters. The actors really get their parts. It's a lot of fun. Um, I am 100% on board for season four and uh, will encourage many other people to continue to watch that because it's uh, vastly underrated. Uh, Jessica Jones, season two, March 9th. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely watch that one. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if you guys agree, I think that was the strongest of the, uh, I, I really enjoyed Daredevil, but I love Jessica Jones. I thought Christian Ritter hit it out of the park in that, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, Krypton, March 21st. Uh, we got our first trailer for Krypton this week, too, which uh, I thought looked okay, but uh, my 14-year-old said looked like the best show he's ever seen, so. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should let him watch Superman 1, then. Yeah, again, I that was going to be a tough sell for me, the idea of a show based on Superman's grandfather, great-grandfather, uh, but it looks like it's got a decent production value. I, I think I would probably give the first episode a watch at the very least. Yeah, I think we have Isaac, Isaac Asimov to blame for all the prequels, because he wrote a couple of prequel stories, the foundation and stuff like that, and they were actually pretty decent stories, so... Yeah, any story where you know the answer is, and then they all died, is... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having prequels is is tough for that reason. But you said it was you said it was his grandfather, not his father. So we yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's either his grandfather or his great grandfather. I can't recall from the uh, the the outline that I read, but it's it's generationally separated. So what's so good about a show where you go you go to pick stuff up and and it's really heavy, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like you know being on and you can't leap into the sky and fly. But yeah, and that's the thing that I think people are forgetting. This is this isn't the Adventures of Superman where you know you get a, a superhero character. These on Krypton, they're they're just people yeah it's it's sci-fi it's you know like we'll see but uh you know again i will say the trailer looked okay so i i'll probably check out the first one uh legion season two is coming in april uh i don't know if either of you guys got a chance to watch legion is an fx series um i really dug it it was based on uh, the x-men universe um very dark very weird um but extremely interesting very very visually compelling show um the same uh, creator of fargo the tv show which has gotten a lot of accolades uh, Fargo is great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, it, I don't know if they'll be doing a catch up at some point, but uh, I it was again it was a short run. I think it was only eight episodes or something like that. But it was really one of my highlights. It was my runner up for show of the year last year for new show of the, of the year. Uh, yeah. so. Didn't uh, you and McGregor just win a, f- a far, um, Golden Globe, a Globe for for Fargo? For yeah, Fargo. Yeah. yeah. Was great. In that. Yeah. To be fair, I won a Golden Globe this year, so you know. 
All right. Um, Star Wars Rebels. You looked good in your black dress, too, by the way. I did, I think. Uh, yeah, I pulled it off. Um, Star Wars Rebels, the finale. There are, I think, uh, six episodes or five episodes left of uh, Rebels. Um, mm-hmm. They are building towards their uh, series finale. This is going to be the end of the run. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are up to date on that series. It's it's actually something I've well, enjoyed. Well, they all die, right? Uh, well, no. It's It seems to be <laughs> building towards Rogue One. It feels like they're going to oh, leave okay. off. yeah, yeah. I, well, in the end of that one, they all die. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, this this band. It'll be interesting to see what they do. This is ostensibly a kids series, but um, you know, they haven't been shy about killing off characters, and they haven't been shy about putting people through the ringer. I wonder if uh, you know they've established two of these characters are are if not in name in practice Jedi's, and you know, Master Yoda says, "I am the last Jedi." When Luke is there, so I you know, in these last five episodes, did they dare they kill off a couple? of these characters uh over the last little run that it'll be interesting to see you know uh they've already brought back darth vader and they've you know they've introduced some dark themes i wonder i wonder if they're gonna go there and and i'm kind of keen to see what they what they try and pull out on the last few episodes uh castle rock castle rock is a new series that is going to be set in the stephen king universe so it's apparently going to bridge it doesn't star a bunch of little little muppets right uh yes <laughs> there's uh these little characters they sing songs they uh, have these little little doozers there they're great supporting characters uh so apparently it's it's set within the realm of the stephen king books as they do have an overlap universe whether or not they're going to be able to pull in you know from places like it and dark tower and some of these larger uh pieces uh there's they've already talked about you know needful things and uh pet cemetery and some of these different other properties um i'm wondering how they pull this i got i gotta be honest as a an experiment i'm kind of curious to see how they pull this all together um i'm not a huge stephen king fan although i think like a lot of other people he was just so part of the culture in the 80s and 90s it's hard not to know a lot about the characters um i wonder how this is all going to come together in one joined tv show universe you guys have any interest in watching that no (laughs) i'll give i'll I'll give it a try um (laughs) the stephen king universe stuff is interesting to me so i'll I'll, I'll give that a try westworld season two yeah i'll watch that one yeah i didn't see season one so i'm not going to see season two until i see season one yeah Right, yeah. What was your yeah. impression of that one, Tim? Um, the ending was kind of weird. Uh, the sort of twisty character connections at the end were were, were interesting. Um, it, it was an interesting plot idea. Um, some of, some of the things you kind of could see coming, but um, yeah, it was good. It was an interesting interesting uh, sort of story. Yeah, I found it very visually. Oh, it was amazing. Sumptuous. It was it was a great glorious show, looking yeah. show. Great actors and great play play on stuff. Yeah, yeah. I felt sorry for the for the um, androids whenever or whatever you want to call them whenever they were down in the in the shop being fixed up. You know. Yeah. Like that was kind of demeaning, but yep. again, they're androids, I guess. You know, but but I kept seeing them as actors or as, as you know being sentient beings of some type right yeah so yeah the one episode the one episode where the one tries to escape and can't get far enough away yeah that that was sort of an interesting uh twist there yeah yeah i, I gotta say i was i was engaged enough I, th- I think you're right i think the actors really elevated the material i think there was so many strong performances oh the special effects are amazing too yeah. It, it, yeah there's a lot to like there i wonder where they go if they go the obvious places or if they go somewhere different coming back but uh definitely enough to get me to come back and watch some more but the big name guy um what's his name Hannibal Lecter, he died at, at the end of that, right? I, I believe, right? Spoiler! 
Cruz. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you saved Jaime a watch. It's okay. Was that Yul Brenner's character? <laughs> like, no, no. I don't no, know how that, similar that, it that, is. To... There's a twist in that one. That 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 Yul Brenner character is. There's a real interesting twist in that one for sure. Yeah, you should watch that. That that they they save that for the very end. Yeah, yeah. They do it really well. Did it fool you, Jonathan? Um, no. <laughs> no, it didn't. Uh, it didn't. I, I, I mean, I, I really have, I, I try and work these things out in my head, I, Um, but that didn't make it less satisfying. It was, it was a really enjoyable experience. And as I say, it was just, it was a show that I made an appointment to watch on Sundays just because it was, it, it, it's the best thing on my television. It just looks fantastic. It's just so engaging to look at. Um, Very inventive and some amazing effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's way better than the seventies movie. Well, the seventies movie had it, it was good in its own right too. Well, and yeah. they, and they teased us. They they offered up a few little teases this year for uh, other worlds. Uh, oh, like future worlds, places and, they could go movie. for season two. Which, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. if they go to those places, they they gave a little taste of you know where I'm gonna, I'm not going to spoil anything. But is there there's a trailer out right now? There is no trailer out there. But they actually uh, at one point towards the end of the season, they're walking through the building and you see glimpses of some of the other uh, uh, robots that are from other worlds. And uh, if they go to some of those worlds this year, if they push beyond simply Westworld, that could be really cool. Yeah, yeah. it's not your parents' Disney World. No, no, indeed not. Um, We've got a trio of Netflix shows, so we can just check these off all in one big go. So Luke Cage Season 2 we're going to get, Daredevil Season 3 we're going to get, and God Save Us, Iron Fist Season 2 we're going to get. I'm definitely on board for the Daredevil and Luke Cage I guess I would have to see what they come up with for Iron Fist season two. I, you know, it, it was okay. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed at least the first half of Luke Cage season one. Um, I'll, so I'll watch season two. I've not seen the first two seasons of Daredevil, but I think I got the gist, you know, from comic book history that I know and from the Defender series that I think I can just pick up. And of course, the three. awesome uh, um, what's his name movie where he met. Uh... Oh, what's his name? Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck and yeah. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to watch Iron Fist because it like the character was by far the weakest one on um, the Defenders crew. And I, I didn't see season one. And if I see good reviews, maybe I'll give season two a chance. But I, I kind of doubt it. I'll probably end up skipping that one. Yeah, I, I got to wonder if they're going to put the money back into it and they, they know they got smacked around on it. I wonder if they're going to try and do something different, better otherwise. Like you can't be that tone deaf to bring that back for season two and not try to go somewhere so maybe right. it'll be worth a watch i don't know and uh, tim you had a few picks uh for yeah just a quick one um yeah I, the expanse is a show i've been watching for um a few years now i think it's coming to season three um so if you like dark mirror dark mirror you'd like the expanse as well interesting story um Travelers, as I said before, I think I'm not sure if they're on a break or the season's over, but they 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 landed on a really interesting cliffhanger, so we'll have to see where that one goes. And of course, Electric Dreams. I'm watching those. I don't know if you've been if you guys have caught up on those yet, but they dropped two shows this week, and I think there's there's only a few more to watch before the season. And of course, Black Mirror. We we have to you guys have to catch up so we can talk about Black Mirror. Yeah, I finally watched uh, I watched USS Callister, and I watched finally watched San Junipero, which might be the best hour of television I've watched in. Which one is that one? Uh, the 
the um the girl from Halt and Catch Fire. Uh it's set in the nineteen eighties. She's a shy girl, she meets a party girl, they go on adventures together. I I, uh, I wanna spoil too much. This is a this is this is a Black Mirror? Yeah. It was from last season. It was the, the Oh okay, okay, okay. episode mm-hmm. of last season. Okay, no, I yeah, I'm, I'm more caught up on that. So I have to go back and watch. Have you watched that, Jaime? I don't wanna I don't wanna throw spoilers. I don't think I have. I've only seen the first two seasons and maybe one episode of season three. Yeah. I, I don't even remember what you're talking about either. So I'll have to go I back and watch those two. One and two. And then I, I took a, t- a long time to get to season three. Um, but everyone had I had talked to was like, oh my God, this episode. Oh my God, this episode. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And I finally got a chance to watch it last week. And it is glorious. It is so well done. It's so well acted. It's just beautiful and haunting and deserving of all the praise it got. It's such such an excellent hour of television. Um, highly, highly recommend everybody checks it out. It's San Junipero episode. Hey, okay. So let's uh, let's have a quick look at our picks and then we'll wrap up. So what do you got there, Jonathan? Uh, well, my pick was one we discussed earlier. Uh, Black Lightning makes its premiere on January 16th uh, on the CW in the States. And uh, while Jaime tells us his pick, I'll see if I can find out where it's airing here in Canada. But it uh, looks like uh, an interesting spin on uh, that character and uh, definitely one that I'm going to tune in for. Yeah, so I've got um, Godzilla Planet of the Monsters that is coming out later this month. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's the 17th on netflix it's a japanese animated film where the premise is that humanity has had to um leave in exile from planet earth because godzilla just took over the whole planet and created this planet of monsters they the tagline is like this is like the biggest um version of godzilla ever and so humanity is coming back and at least from the the gist i got from the trailer it seems like the uh the main character the hero guy is got some sort of personal grudge against godzilla for this and it, it felt a lot like if he took godzilla and put it in a blender with attack on titan if people are familiar with that series um where you have a a, a hero character a teenage-ish very youthful character who's um got a grudge against giant monsters and wants to take them down it looks like it'll be some fun so i'm gonna watch that when it comes out uh i just had a look and uh believe it or not our good friends at netflix is going to be airing black lightning here in canada although it says season one premieres january 23rd so again we are a week late on these shows just like what we're doing with Runaways and some of the other shows. When are these companies going to learn that we live in a world where it's waiting a week behind when these things get released and the amount of saturation we get on the internet, that that is a huge middle finger to our country. That is just brutal. Yeah, I mean, if it was any other country other than Canada, where you might say, oh, well, they have to like translate and localize. I'm like, <laughs> It's fine. You know, I don't just just run it as is. You don't have to localize it at all for Canada if you're showing it in the US. And yeah, like at best your your only um your only sort of pretending that like oh okay well you know like we show it on distribution here and then by the time we get it for what's essentially free and on international netflix like yeah but the people who are pirating this stuff they've already had it the day after it came out in the united states it's really just um processing time to to rip re-encode and re-upload that uh, that you've saved there well, not to mention the fact that like the number of websites that will have all kinds of recaps and spoilers, spoilers yeah, and everything yeah. else plus we're going to end up with podcasts and all these other mediums that will be delving into this like a week is an eternity in this modern age for for content to wait like you know they did this with runaways and i thought well at least with runaways you can at least put a small rationale on the fact that well that's because they're doing broadcast television here versus a a streaming service in the united states okay i can Mm -hmm. stomach that but in this case we're talking about going from a television station in the united states to a streaming service it makes no sense well I mean, the thing about it is that, like,
like it, it all has to do with how shows are bought and, and rights to them. It's not necessarily the shows, but you're right. The the producers or the people who are who are putting the show into market are the ones that should insist on having same release dates across the board. Because you're right. I mean, why would a Canadian bother to? I mean, like bother to wait a week if it's if it's really a compelling show, right? Yeah. I mean, God forbid, Game of Thrones should have learned this years ago, right? Yeah. That, well, uh, and we, fact, we used to deal with this really badly. You know, early 2000s, we had a real epidemic of American networks not just waiting a week, but waiting like at times six months, yeah, yeah. months to show us American shows in an era where you could, you know, go and, and get pirated copies or you could download or, you know, stream or and streaming wasn't so big then, but you could, you could find ways to watch this content. Um, right now, CW shows its shows on its website within a few days of airing it. If you have a <laughs> yeah. VPN, you could just watch the shows. Yeah. yeah so yeah. why do I need Netflix for that? Like that's, I don't, I, I'm, I'm going to climb too high on my soapbox here, but this has always bothered me. And this is off the heels of, of uh, doing this with Runaways. I'm, I'm gold. I'm gold. Yeah. Yeah. And at, and at the end of the day, we're going to end up with this whole, we're going to lose the net neutrality thing. And then, you know, because these guys are just, they just can't figure out how to, how to market this stuff. Right. Yeah. So how to actually get it out to market. I mean, right. Dopey. Um, dumb stuff. Well, because, and it's maybe different in the States, but in Canada, like, you know, we still have, we're still within the, our legal rights to stream content right so yep. there's no you know like you a vast yeah exactly so how about you yes Alrighty. okay so hey how many people want to find you on interwebs where would they look i'm on twitter as at dev with the hair okay and jonathan if people want to get a hold of you i'm on twitter as at jpk news all right i keep meaning you should say at dev with the hair one of these times just to throw me off <laughs> um, i'm gonna memorize tammy's dev without the hair just to throw yeah, it in yeah. there and see if you're paying attention <laughs> dev with the hat yeah um all right, so as I usually say at the top of the show, my name is Timitra, I am T-I-M-M-I-T-R-A on the Twitter machine, and that is the best way to get a hold of me. So until next time, we'll see you guys in the future. Up, up, and away. To the Batmobile. Bye-bye. Same bat time, same bat <laughs> Yeah, bye. If you want to find out more about the podcast or see episode show notes, visit the SpockCast website at SpockCast.com. You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at SpockCast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskSpockCast. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount on Patreon.com slash SpockCast. You can find out details on how to help us out on our website at Spotcast slash sponsor us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the future.
just got a whole bunch of abuse about the way we say sorry on uh, the last podcast. <laughs> yeah, from whom did you get abuse? Oh, well, because was Tammy, we were interviewing an author from uh, Kentucky, and you know she's uh, another um, fantasy writer, and yeah, we just got into the whole you know you guys are Canadians, you always say sorry. Yeah, well, no. you guys are Americans, you should say sorry more. Well, it's because I corrected her on her, her pronunciation of a a. You know <laughs> what's up with that, eh? I don't know, eh? Yeah, it's pretty bad when 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 you see it on. Like I was watching um, Shameless, the last episode. Uh, the um, what's his name? What's the name of the actor in that? He Shameless. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, the guy from Fargo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, William H Macy. Macy. I knew yeah, there was an H yeah, in there yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's uh, his character is his his latest scam is to is to um, help refugees get into Canada and then while he's there buy drugs for his American friends <laughs> and bring them back down because they're you know EpiPens are like half the price or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so they get they get caught by a couple of Mounties a yeah. and they're wearing like the red jackets with the with the you know the Dudley Do Right hat. Yeah, of course they are. Which of course you know you and I both know our Mounties look like policemen. You know. Yeah. So, well armed policemen at that. Yeah. So you know the those of you Americans who think that we they run around with they only do the, the dress uniform when they're on their horses doing in doing a parade but you know when they're arresting your sorry asses they're look they look like cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're welcome to come to Canada and try and cross the border. Yeah, all are welcome. <laughs> Just cross legally, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a good story yeah. on the CBC today about uh, the the refugees from America. And, oh, yeah? and by that, I mean regular Americans who are just looking for a way out. Yeah, the Fugees. Yeah. The Fugees. As opposed to all the other ones are getting kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, did you hear the latest thing about if they, if, if you have, if you're a naturalized American and your fingerprints weren't digitized, they, they've got some sort of thing now where they're, they're taking back their citizenship. <laughs> yeah, so. Right, for, for government error, not like, oh, hey, um, it's not quite fully legal. You should come back within some period of time. Otherwise, yeah. after which we will revoke. Instead, it's like, no, just revoke. It's like, what? That's not a reasonable response. Yeah. So, but naturalized American, does that mean that they've been living there for a long period of time? And do they have like, do you have like a citizenship ceremony kind of thing or? Yeah. So typically you'll um, go through some sort of uh, almost like a training program or a schooling, right. I think. Yeah. You learn the Pledge of Allegiance and all that kind of stuff. And it's like the, the TLDR sort of version of what you would have hypothetically gotten going through i think probably school, elementary yeah. school and middle yeah. school sort of history yeah. class or, or you could just live in canada and learn i pledge of allegiance to the flag of the united states and the government to which it stands indivisible under god you know <laughs> see you don't know it well enough like we, we catch you real quick too oh do you okay well well we can see your natural <laughs> it started off really good <laughs> when you're singing when your singers break i wasn't really trying but when your singers break down and and they can't sing the anthem you know canadian audiences will will pick it up yeah that one we know from hockey games we're good at that one yeah yeah <laughs> We don't have to Jose, do that other one Jose. in the morning, but we do know that we're one always, from our hockey games. Yeah, they're always concerned about whether, you know, that your uh, Mexican cousin has got a, got a good seat because they all stand up and say, Jose, can you see, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because I, I don't know if you guys have been watching Black Mirror and... Um, I, I, I caught up on Black Mirror a little bit. I'm, I'm still a few episodes behind, but I, I watched that one with the uh, USS... The questionable one? Whatever. Yeah. That was good. Have you seen that one, Jaime? No, I haven't seen any of the new Cal- seasons Callister? of Callister. That one's not going to go away. That one's going to be out there for a while. Callister was great. Uh, it was really interesting. Didn't you find... But you see the twist that I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Um, what a twist? Yeah. Huh? What a twist? What a twist? Yes, now, now it's going to ruin it for. We don't want to ruin it for Jaime, but every episode um, of Black Mirror is about a twist. Come on, we're not spoiling. No, it. no, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the the politically incorrect plot line. But yeah, anyway, well, yeah. the under the undertone. Yeah. Um. Now time. Now he's going to be looking for that too. <laughs> Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.